0: In today's show, we'll be discussing Bitcoin traders closely watching the April close with a Bitcoin price at almost $30,000. Also breaking news just in, Bhutan confirms it's mining Bitcoin with renewable hydropower and no carbon footprint. Also more breaking news, the U.S. dollar is the biggest financial terrorist in the world, says the CEO of Kotak Mahindra. Bank and Max responded 100%. Bitcoin is peace, and the U.S. dollar is war and terrorism. Also, in today's show, we'll be discussing mineflation. The cost to mine one Bitcoin in the U.S. rose from five thousand to seventeen thousand this year in 2023. With the most expensive place in the United States being Hawaii, where it costs 115 thousand dollars to mine a single Bitcoin. Also, in today's show, the First Republic's crisis is not an isolated incident, says J.P. Morgan executive. We'll also be discussing the Federal Reserve is destroying regional banks and will nuke the American economy, says Rich Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Also in today's show, Bitcoin to take another leg up as trillions of dollars could potentially go into saving First Republic Bank, says Arthur Hayes, the ex-Bitmex founder. We'll also be discussing MicroStrategy founder Michael Saylor, his message to Argentines, you need Bitcoin, while critics insist that it's too volatile. also be sharing a throwback prediction from the GigaChat himself with his wild $6 million Bitcoin price prediction, and we'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome everyone tuning in. Happy Sunday. This is pod episode number 1267. I'm your host JV and today is the final day of the month of April being April 30th. Let's dive right into today's technical, uh, watch here, the market. As you can see, Bitcoin fastly approaching $30,000. Personally, I would love to see Bitcoin close at above 30 G's for this month as we're so close right now. And as you can see, the overall crypto market is pumping and in the green and checking out coinmarketcap.com. The crypto market cap sent above 1.2 trillion with only 27 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. But guess what? Bitcoin dominance back on the rise now 47.2%, which is the highest I have seen this in quite some time, and the Ether dominance remains neutral at 19%, and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, Hedera is up almost 7%, trading above 6.5 cents, followed by Casper, up 6%, trading just under 6 cents, followed by Render Token, up almost 5%, trading at $2.50, and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, HBAR leading the pack, up almost 8%, we have ARB up 4.4%, and Casper up 4.5%, and checking out one of my favorite indicators, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index shows we're currently rated a 60 greed. Yesterday a 64, last week a 56, and last month a 63 in greed. So there you have it. How many of you are currently bullish on the king crypto? Let me know in the comments below. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud. Now let's dive into today's technical analysis and check out the charts and what's popping. Bitcoin narrowed volatility on April 30th as the weekly and monthly candle close loomed, which we can see here in the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and Trading View tracked Bitcoin as it loitered just above 29000 throughout the weekend. And after unsettled price action earlier in the week, Bitcoin returned to sideways trading with the markets witnessing an eerie calm despite the potential for volatility thanks to the lower weekend liquidity. And as such, traders were hopeful that no unwelcome surprises would greet. The candle closes, quoting Crypto Tony, Bitcoin USD Update, Stablecoin Sunday for Bitcoin. Today, please nothing has changed says popular trader Elise summarizing in a part of a recent Twitter analysis on the 3-day chart he eyed a potential upside target of 32,500 in the event of a breakout while the loss of a key trend line spot price would be caused to become really bearish but as you can see, we are pumping, which is a good indicator. And fellow trader known as Jay focused on the monthly close, noting that Bitcoin now sat at a historically significant point based on behavior from throughout its current having cycle, quoting him here on the monthly, we can see Bitcoin has rallied into the 2021 lows, which is a major resistance plus a supply area, which is outlined here in this chart. And as part of the longer term roadmap, the largest crypto should see a chop plus slightly down during May, Jay added. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst now let's discuss good luck for the bears with little to work on the lower time frames others also resorted to examining the strength on the weekly chart and higher among them was mustache who noted support holding above the key exponential moving averages like that which preceded the major upside of the previous years which he shares here alongside this chart imagine being bearish on bitcoin even though it has been forming support above the exponential moving average ribbon bands for several weeks good luck to the bears. And he also argued that the smart money had already built Bitcoin positions and is now waiting for the real upside to kick in. Let's go. And with the current spot price sitting just under 30,000, Bitcoin would go some way to cancel out the prior weekly candle closes were it to close without the last minute volatility. So there you have it. And breaking news just in, in the country of Bhutan, it confirms it's mining Bitcoin with renewable hydropower and no carbon footprint, which I love to see. And as I shared earlier, the U.S. dollar is the biggest financial Terrorists in the world, quoting the CEO of Kotak Mahindra Bank, in which Max Kaiser responds, 100, Bitcoin is peace and the US dollar is war and terrorism. Preach. Now for our next story of the day, let's discuss this Bitcoin inflation taking place as the price to mine a Bitcoin has went up drastically in the United States this year in 2023. Check this out. It now costs Bitcoin miners at least 17,000 produce a single Bitcoin in the US versus the five to 10,000 range a year ago, according to Bitcoin Mining Data Resource, Hash Rate Index, and Luxor. Unsurprisingly, soaring electricity rates across the US states have contributed to the rising Bitcoin mining costs. We can thank uh Mr. Sleepy Joe himself, notably between January 2022 and January of 2023, the commercial electricity tariff surged at an average of 10.71% per U.S. state, higher than the average consumer price index surge of 6.4%. Here in this chart, you can see the average industrial rate rise between January of 2022 and 2023. And coupled with Bitcoin's downward performance in 2022, we saw a maximum drawdown from around 48,000 to below 15,000. It is evident that the active miners generated consistent losses due Due to the increase in operational costs and lower returns, but this all changed in quarter one of this year as the miner's hash price or the USD price per terahash per second per day rose 31% thanks to Bitcoin's price recovery towards... 30,000, quoting them here, bleak as the new year looked on the outset, the lowest day for hash price on the US dollar basis in quarter one was January 1st, noted researchers at the hash rate index adding the following. It was only up from there as a 70% rise re or resuscitated the Bitcoin price over the quarter along with its hash price, and that's a strong fundamental indicator. New Mexico emerged as the cheapest and in turn more profitable state for Bitcoin miners in quarter one at $16,850 to mint a single Bitcoin. And on the other hand, Hawaii was the most expensive state at around $115,000 to mine a single Bitcoin. I bet you there are no miners in Hawaii. Now, regionally, the South and Midwestern U.S. states are the most attractive for miners in terms of electricity. And more recently, some U.S. states include Arkansas, Montana, Missouri, and Mississippi, and others, have taken concrete steps to protect the crypto miners from excessive taxes and regulations. On the other hand, Texas has amended its utility and tax code bolstering restrictions for crypto mining companies and furthermore the researchers anticipate that the bitcoin mining margins to grow further based on the u.s energy information association's expectations of energy price deflation for instance the agency expects the demand for electricity to drop by just one percent in quarter two what's that signing additional generation from renewable sources and cheaper natural gas prices and it further anticipates natural gas prices will remain below three dollars in 2023 and from 2022, $6.45 average. Now, lower operational costs could help otherwise cash-strapped Bitcoin mining companies survive this year. For example, the stock price of Core Scientific and already bankrupt Bitcoin mining firm jumped over 450% year-to-date. And similarly, the HI Crypto Mining Stock Index has soared by more than 100% thus far this year, showing a return of investor appetite for mining these stocks. Now, Quoting the Hash Rate Index of researchers, if the Bitcoin price was to increase by an additional 40% to reach $42,000 this year, most mining stocks would rise by more than 50% from today's level, while the four to five biggest gainers would soar by more than 150%. So there you have it. Uh, shout out to all the Bitcoin miners out there. How many of you have actually ever mined Bitcoin? Let me know in the comments below. And if so, where from or where are you currently mining it? Let me know. And now let's break down our next story of the day and discuss a bank run warning. And then we'll be discussing the Fed nuke in the economy. Then we'll be discussing another leg up for the King Crypto, followed by Michael Saylor's warning to Argentines to purchase some Bitcoin, as well as his $6 million Bitcoin uh, price prediction. And welcome to everyone just tuning in in the live chat. An executive at JP Morgan Asset Management is unsure how the U.S. regional banks are going to operate when the FDIC and federal home loan banks' emergency lending programs expire. Warning that the possible collapse of First Republic Bank may cause a domino effect. That's right, you have been warned. And in an April 27th Bloomberg Television interview, Bob Michelle, the chief investment officer of JP Morgan Asset Management, said that the impact the First Republic's liquidity issues caused by significant deposit outflows over 100 billion worth just. Out FYI, isn't just limited to the bank itself, but could potentially affect the entire banking industry. That's right. He emphasized that it is not an isolated incident. When asked if he sees this as a First Republic problem or a banking problem, he responded, well, I think we have both. I think it is just somewhat naive to say that this is just limited to First Republic. He's right. He added that the liquidity issues faced by First Republic should have never happened as banking is the most heavily regulated capitalized industry on the planet. So thank your regulators and the government for that, right? Michelle believes that there are needs to be continuous progress to some sort of resolution for the impact of First Republic's downfall to be contained or uh, ring-fenced and prevented from spreading throughout the broader financial system. But I think it's too late, personally. What do you think? Michelle Blame – The high price of everything is a significant factor, leading to the recent banking crisis. The bottom quartile of earners in the United States have been the most punished and forced to deplete their deposit balances just to live, he said. And he added that most people's deposit balances are now even lower than before the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Michelle believes that a resolution and urgency needed as regional banks are heavily dependent on the FDIC and FHLB, quoting him again here, I think the regional banks are heavily dependent on the FDIC. IC. They are heavily dependent on the Federal Home Loan Bank to get additional cash. We don't know how they are going to operate when these two programs expire. And during the last quarter of last year, Bolt Signature Bank and Silvergate reportedly received a substantial loan from the FHLB, a consortium of 11 regional banks across the U.S. that provides funds to other banks and lenders totaling nearly $10 billion and $3.6 billion, respectively. However, do note, despite the financial assistance, both banks eventually collapse still due to significant. Deposit outflows. Now, Ryan Selkis, the CEO of blockchain research from Masari, suggested in a tweet to his 300,000 followers on April 29th that unless the government recognizes that the Fed's policies are to blame and not crypto, more banks may face collapse in the future. And I think he is right. What are your thoughts? This comes after people with knowledge told Bloomberg on March 21st that the U.S. Department of the Treasury staff members are reportedly studying ways to expand the current deposit insurance beyond the maximum cap. Of two hundred fifty thousand to cover all the deposits in the United States, but what if that cash reserve just doesn't exist and the domino effect continues? That, my friend, is the million-dollar question. According to the FDIC, domestic U.S. banks' deposits totaled seventeen point seven trillion as of December thirty-first, twenty twenty-two. So, do you think they have seventeen point seven trillion in reserves in case of bank runs? I could almost guarantee you they do not. That cash does not exist. So, only keep in the bank, my friend what you can afford to lose at the end of the day. Now let's discuss the Fed nuke the economy as per Rich Dad. Robert Kiyosaki shares in this warning, Rich Dad author says the Fed uh, tight monetary policies are annihilating the country's regional banking sector and the worst is still yet to come. And a new tweet stormed to his 2 million followers. Best-selling author questions the Fed's intentions and continued interest rate hikes amid the collapsing of Signature Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, and now First Republic Bank. Kiyosaki says the Fed's Actions blatantly support big banks while placing the smaller regional banks at risk, quoting him right here. What the frick? What the Fed? Why is the Fed destroying regional banks across America? Regional banks are the heart and soul of the economy. The Fed via the repo market is killing the regional banks. Is this intentional? Uh, duh. Is a depression intentional? Uh, duh. (laughs) What the frick is the Fed up to? Get out of the regional banks. So great heed of warning he is sharing here and he continues by supporting only the big uh, banks like JP Morgan. Uh, what the frick Fed is wiping out regional banks? Cruel. Regional banks are the heart and soul of America. Please support the small banks and small businesses and I would also throw in there local credit unions, right? Kiyosaki says that mass layoffs at Amazon are another example of the ongoing liquidity crunch that will severely damage the American economy. Quoting him again, even Amazon affected by what the frick Fed without credit flowing. Amazon is cutting 18,000 jobs. The ripple effect from the what the frick Fed will bring down the USA. Please take care and beware that the What the Frick Fed wiping out regional banks, What the Frick Fed is not our friend. What the Frick Fed is the dark side. Now, I purposely did not want to curse 10,000 times in that quote, but I think you get the gist. Earlier this week, Rich Dad said that America is in the danger of witnessing hyperinflation, war, and starvation as BRICS, which is made up of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa is in a position to send their immense dollar reserves back to the United States. And as I shared, there's like 26 nations supporting the de-dollarization of BRICS, and they're also going to be launching their own uh, back currency, which may be backed by gold and other earth precious metals, according to the latest reports. Kiyosaki says BRICS could crush the country's middle class, as he believes the alliance of nations is making moves to drive de-dollarization across the globe, which is a given, and this is happening right now in real time. So again, only keep in the bank what you're willing to lose. And now let's discuss another leg up for the King Crypto, followed by the latest from Michael Saylor warning people in Argentina to buy some Bitcoin. And I would share that warning for people all across the world, including in Europe and the United States. And then we'll break down that $6 million price prediction followed by some live uh, Q&A. So here we go. And shout out to Arthur Hayes, BitMEX co-founder, is predicting Bitcoin is going to rally on the latest U.S. banking troubles. He tells his 400,000 Twitter followers he believes that the current uncertainty around First Republic Bank will likely cause the Fed to inject more liquidity into the market, which could send risk assets like the King Crypto much higher. Full send. Let's go. Hayes says, With a possible FDIC takeover of First Republic Bank due to its financial uncertainty, the feds may expand the emergency bank loan program it established last month in a move to save – uh, ailing banks, the bank term funding program offers one-year loans with the intention of easing liquidity pressures and helping banks cover depositors. Some have estimated this could result in up to $2 trillion in liquidity based on the number of banks that could use it. And according to Hayes, certain loan collateral requirements limit the financial help of the federal program, which can offer the First Republic. But Hayes believes this may prompt the Fed to expand the program eligibility requirements resulting in more market liquidity. Quoting him again, another Friday another U.S. bank on the brink of being uh, debted by the FDIC. The issue with uh, First Republic Bank is that their balance sheet was a few treasuries and a lot of other dog-ish like commercial real estate loans which are not eligible collateral for the bank term funding program. So therefore unless some Muppet bank decides to bail out the First Republic Bank expect over the weekend the bank term funding program is expanded to allow other types of loans to be eligible to be swapped for freshly printed dollars which we know as U.S. dollars and then Bitcoin we'll take another leg up as another few trillion dollars are added to the tab money printer continue to go so there you have it let me know if you agree or disagree with arthur hayes and now let's dive into the latest from uh, michael saylor and that's his warning to those in argentina here we go the argentine currency the peso continued with the slide that has seen it depreciate by more than 40 percent over the past 12 months now michael saylor the founder of microstrategy which was the first company to uh uh, put Bitcoin on its balance sheet, first publicly traded company, just FYI, has chimed in by tweeting that people living in the South American country now need Bitcoin. And in a subsequent tweet, Saylor, a Bitcoin critic turned advocate, also shares news of the South American country's inflation rate after it top 7.5% per day. Uh, quoting Saylor here, if you live in Argentina right now, you need Bitcoin. And the tweets by Saylor, whose firm is one of the largest corporate hodlers of Bitcoin, I believe they hold over 140,000 Bitcoin. Coin on their balance sheet, FYI, came as reports suggested that some Argentinian politicians favor replacing the pesos with the U.S. dollar. And as reported by Bitcoin.com News, the Argentinian presidential aspirant Javier Millet said dollarization can put the brakes on inflation, which officially stood at 103.4% in March. Like, whoa. Now, Millet, who is seen as a frontrunner in the presidential election set to be held on October 22nd, said he plans to shut down the central bank before starting the dollarization process. And Steve Hanke, a professor of Applied uh, Economics of John Hopkins University, has similarly suggested that South American country can only escape its present predicament by dollarizing. As he shares here, Argentina has turned into an over-indebted IMF deadbeat. And by my measure, the Argentine peso has depreciated against the U.S. dollar 52% since January 1st of 2022. Argentina must dump the peso and dollarize now. Argentina the world's biggest deadbeat. Very bold words come in there. Yet despite the apparent widespread support of dollarization in Argentina, critics of the U.S. dollar, including Saylor's followers on Twitter, have voiced their support on his call on residents to choose Bitcoin instead. However, some of Saylor's followers on Twitter, like Manu Ferrari, a self-proclaimed liberty maximalist, has said Bitcoin is too volatile and therefore it cannot be a viable uh, alternative to the falling peso just yet. The user suggested that while that it is possible for Bitcoin-backed stablecoin to become the solution. More still needs to be done. Here's what he added. But the whole tech is not ready yet. Most Bitcoiners not living in Argentina. Venezuela will not understand this. Most Bitcoiners talking about Argentina don't know what they're talking about. Completely centralized stablecoins running on fiat legacy rails are not. Also a solution and in addition to being an expensive undertaking, dollarizing the Argentine economy would result in the country's central bank becoming subservient to the policies of the US Fed. Dollarizing would also see the country's central bank losing seniorage and profit earned from Printing uh currency, a policy brief published by the Policy Center of the New South on april twenty eighth of last year described the calls for dollarizing the economy as the revival of the zombie idea, denouncing the Argentine Congress proposal to retain the greenback as the country's primary currency. The brief warned that the country's fiscal imbalances will not be eliminated by dollarization. The brief also said that dollarization would further require a selective default of domestic currency liabilities, a brutal development valuation and or a unilateral conversion of public deposits. So there you have it. And now let's go back on this throwback $6 million Bitcoin price prediction from the GigaChat himself, Michael Saylor. This was made back in December of 2021 after we hit that all time high of $69,000. So here we go. Here's the story as per Forbes. Again, this is a throwback. MicroStrategy's chief executive, Saylor, who transformed his business intelligence company into a Bitcoin acquisition vehicle over the last 18 months, expects the Bitcoin price to eventually hit $6 million per BTC. According to details from a November interview with the technology news site, the information published in its crypto global newsletter this week. Now, a $6 million Bitcoin price, which has already climbed from around 4000 in March of 2020, the highs of almost $70,000 last month, again, throwback article, would give the nearly 19 million Bitcoins in circulation a combined value of $126 trillion. Can you imagine that? An increase of around 12,000% from its current near $1 trillion market cap and making it by far the world's most valuable commodity. Now, at this time, Saylor said he personally owned 17,700 Bitcoins worth around 832 million at that time. And we do now know that MicroStrategy holds Holds over 140,000 Bitcoin, making them the largest hodler of Bitcoin. Maybe minus the U.S. government, which I am told holds approximately 200,000 Bitcoin. But what are your thoughts surrounding Michael Saylor and his $6 million price prediction and his warning to people in Argentina to buy Bitcoin now? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.